the Holy Letters of the Rebbe in volume 3,299. Uh, now, you know, Chabad reached out to the various different communities. Uh, in Israel, it was a melting pot. You had people from Europe, and then you had a lot of people from uh, the uh, uh, Sephardic countries from the Middle East, from uh, Africa, North Africa, the various different uh, places, and everybody was a melting pot. Everybody came to Israel. And people had various different traditions and various different customs. Unfortunately, uh, a lot of the religious people, basically when they came from the Arab countries, they were very religious over there, but when they came to Israel, they tried to uh, sort of uh, uh, sophisticate them, make them more, uh, uh, and 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 you know a lot of them it didn't work. A lot of them, you know, they tore them away from their beliefs. They believed the some of the uh, founders or the leaders of Israel. They were progressive Jews, sort of speak. They didn't believe in the old fashion and the old stuff they believed, and they actually were trying to. And, you know, to get them away from their traditions. But it didn't work well, actually, because they were, a lot of them were neglected, and Israel was, uh, suffered a lot because some of these children uh, ended up actually not having their beliefs, and they didn't really uh, integrate that well, and uh, some of them became criminals. It was uh, a very, very difficult time. But anyways, Chabad reached out to all the people, all the groups, and incorporated them, you know, you know the Baba Sali, for example, from Morocco, was a staunch follower of the Rebbe, and, uh, and you know, yet from Morocco, and the Rebbe, we had a letter, the Rebbe advised him to stay in Israel, that he has an influence over there, and he should stay, and so on and so forth, and many, and a lot of the Yiddishkeit in all of these uh, countries is thanks to Chabad, but in this particular le- letter, uh, the Rebbe, uh, he writes to the Rebbe that some of the Yemenites are causing uh, some uh, opposition to the children's gathering that they did. And uh, uh, and the Rebbe is addressing that, uh, the, the issue, you know, by Hasidim. Uh, the Hasidim always dance and they sing and they clap with their hands, even Shabbos and Yontav. On Shabbos and Yontav, there is a little bit of an issue about it in the Shulchan Aruch. And the Rebbe is not sure whether it is, um, what the objection is, or why they're not happy, why they're interfering. And, and again, the Rebbe says to bring in some of their uh, uh, leaders and to explain to them, let's look inside. Baruch Hashem, the 23rd day of Shvat, Tavshin Tazvav, Brooklyn Shalom of Racha. He says, this that you write, that there are some of the Yemenite, the Temanim, are disrupting them, are mafrim, they're disturbing them, and don't allow them to organize the Mesibot Shabbat. Those are the Shabbos parties for the boys, for the girls. Uh, they say that this is prohibited on Shabbos. And they, so they, they're, they're against it. But the Rebbe says, you're not 
explaining what's the reason, why why is it prohibited on Shabbos, so it's not saying. So the Rebbe says, uh, maybe the problem is because of the song and the dancing. Uh, based on the Shulchan Aruch, the Rebbe references Orachayim Shin Lamates Siv Gimel, in which it's brought down that on Shabbos one shouldn't uh, dance and and, and, and and the song that takes place there, maybe that's the objection. The Rebbe doesn't know because he didn't, they didn't specify. But the Rebbe says if that is the case, you should have a conversation, communicate with the Yemenite rabbis and explain to them that this has been uh, quite a while that the Prushim, Prushim means those who are very meticulous, they used to call them the Prushim, those who are separated themselves from worldly matters, they were called Prushim, it's another name for the very religious, that the Prushim had already permitted this when we're dealing with a simcha of a mitzvah, what we're doing about joy in doing a mitzvah. And a tradition that has taken hold becomes the law, becomes the Torah. So this has become the law, the standard that, that is okay when it's associated with a mitzvah. The Rebbe says, just go take a look as what happens, as people are conducted. So, basically, this has become something which they have permitted. The Rebbe will go into a minute, a minute in some of the sources, but just the Rebbe says, just take a look in reality, and you'll see that people sing and dance, that that's the way it's done. And the Rebbe says, even by the Sephardim, themselves amongst the Sephardic communities. For sure during Simchas Torah they're dancing and clapping. That halacha does not distinguish between whether it's Simchas Torah or it's any other time. But as Simchas Torah the Rebbe said for sure they're uh, conduct when they're rejoicing with the Torah. And the Rebbe says I think that also on Pesach during the Seder but those who don't, uh, in all of these cases as well, it makes no difference whether it's Shabbos, whether it's Yom Tov, etc. So that wouldn't be a reason because it's only Yom Tov and it's not Shabbos, because the issue at hands of the dancing and the, uh, the Riku, that applies to Shabbos and Yom Tov as well. So you see... Even the Sephardic community on Yom Tov, on Simchas Torah, and on Pesach probably, they're also doing it. So you can see that there is a heter that it's been permissible, permitted. Now, the Rebbe say uh, it's different. Don't bring evidence. Well, somebody can bring evidence from the fact that in the Beit HaMikdash, when it came to the second day of Sukkot, which is called the Simchat Beit HaShoeva, uh, uh, but there was also on Yom Tov, uh, it says that there was uh, dancing, but that's different uh, in the Beis Hamikdash, so you can't bring a proof from there 
because some of these rules don't apply in the Beis HaMikdash itself. Uh, there's no Shavuz in the Beis HaMikdash. The Rebbe references uh, a Tosus over there. Okay, so that's number one. Now, the Rebbe says, explain to them that this whole concept of these Shabbos parties, or they call it here, Mesibat Shabbat, that's the get-together that you have on Shabbat, has been instituted by my father-in-law, the Rebbe, with all the titles, who is the Prince of Israel, Nesi Yisrael, the leader of Israel. And so he knows he, uh, you know, what he's doing. And further, it's been articulated at great length in the correspondent of the Mincha Salozer, who was a great codifier, a great scholar, in volume 1, chapter 29, and in the end of the second volume, and even according to the Beis Yosef. So, the Rebbe is suggesting to this rabbi, who the Rebbe is writing this letter to, he says to him, you should go and have a discussion with the Sephardic rabbis, or with the Yemenite rabbis, and you should discuss with them and show them and explain to them what the Rebbe is saying. And once their rabbis will say yes, that this is okay, so that will add through that, that will add to this Shabbos gathering. And the Rebbe says, in nowadays, you know, there's certain... Um, there's certain rulings. The um, Sephardi go by the Beis Yosef. He was a Sephardi. And the Ramo is the Ashkenazi. So uh, the Rebbe says in our days, we should not uh, increase more disagreement. We have to find the common ground, not to say, oh, Ashkenazi can do that, the Sephardi can't do that. It works in the other way. If you're Sephardi, you eat rice and Pesach because they they don't have legumes, they're not permitted for them, it's so prohibited for them, and Ashkenazi don't. So the Rebbe says, uh, we have to try today, uh, we don't have uh, that much uh, place, there's no brain for making disagreements. We have to preserve Yiddishkeit, we have to keep the minimum, we have to try to attract and get people involved in Yiddishkeit period, not to make distinctions and differences from the different communities. Uh, and the Rebbe brings down uh, from the Shulchan Aruch, uh, in which it, ta- uh, it, it, it talks about it. Therefore, the Rebbe says, there is no difference between Ashkenazim and the Sephardim, and everybody should participate. That's the Rebbe's... Uh, suggestion to him and the Rebbe's talking to him. The Rebbe says, but, the Rebbe says, I'm hopeful that this will be settled as soon as possible. The Rebbe says, people shouldn't suspect you because some of these Yemenite kids were in the Chabad institutions or they were in the Chabad, uh, I guess, uh, supervision. So people shouldn't suspect you that you want to force uh, the Yemenite uh, children who are Sephardim 
to follow the Ashkenazic traditions. He doesn't want that. He doesn't want to have that appearance that you're trying to impose on them something which is not in their tradition. So that's why the Rebbe says, as soon as possible, communicate with their rabbis. Try to get their rabbis to agree to that, and then you will uh, be able to easier increase and get more participants into the Mesibat Shabbat and without. But the Rebbe won't do it as soon as possible, so not to uh, make give room for anybody to say anything negative. Um, and the reality is, you know, in, in Israel, there is some discrimination against uh, Sephardic Jews, Yemenite Jews, other from other, like in the some of the uh, Ashkenazi yeshivas, which they pride themselves in the very high level of learning, uh, they won't allow, um, you know, Sephardic or seminaries mm-hmm. like seminaries. Mm-hmm. There's two steps over here. Right. Yeah, there's two steps over here. Step number one is even for the Ashkenazi, how come they allow it? So the, that what the Rebbe addresses that this has been already, the tradition has been allowed, and the Rebbe uh, right. points right. to right. the Rebbe points to the various. He doesn't go into the explanation, but he says. He points to the Sefer Mincha Salazar, who gives you the whole long reasoning behind it. But then the Rebbe uh, brings out the idea that also the Svartim do it sometimes. And so you see that there is an allowance. And But the Rebbe generally advocates Mm -hmm. to try to communicate with some of their leadership to see if they would go along with it, and hopefully they will, and the Rebbe doesn't, the Rebbe is sort of saying, we should try to promote unified front between the tradition to the extent possible. No, no, I realize that. He wants to be also very careful that it shouldn't be perceived, and that's why the Rebbe wants to get this settled as soon as possible, because, you know, if you are in a Chabad institution, and they are making a uh, Shabbat party for all the kids, uh, everybody has to participate, but some of them were raising objections, so the Rebbe says, try to settle this, and hopefully you can settle it as soon as possible, so it wouldn't give the appearance that you're trying to enforce, but I was going to finish before, that it's in the Chabad Yeshivas, Sephardim are welcome just as Ashkenazim. It doesn't matter. In all Chabad, all schools, all yeshivas, if you go in, the, in any Chabad yeshiva, like in 770, which I see, there is Sephardi, Ashkenazi, Yemenite, Moroccans, all kind, everybody. Now, the Rebbe actually encouraged, you know, as far as their uh, garments, as far as their... Uh, you know, external behavior, payos, like, you know, Chabad doesn't have long payos, but some of them do, some of the Yemenite right. do. The Rebbe encouraged them to keep their traditions. The Rebbe was not, the Rebbe said everybody tradition. should keep okay. their tradition. <clears throat> but you can imagine that a lot of the students, if you're in a yeshiva 
and that's the uh, tradition of most of the, you try to fit in. So a lot of them will adopt, you know, a lot of them will adopt, you know, and it's, uh, a lot of them will speak, speak Yiddish, a lot of them will, will do that. And the Rebbe ends, ends off with the blessing for success in your holy work. The Rebbe is, but it's very interesting how the Rebbe is very careful not to give even an appearance. The Rebbe is trying not to give an appearance that anybody is trying to uh, force anybody to do against their uh, tradition. And the contrary, the Rebbe is very much for in matters that are not, you know, important, like Hasidus they have to study, those are studies and the different things that, uh, the activities, but the Rebbe never wanted to, the uh, the individual was very important to the Rebbe for each one. We didn't want to uh, take away from each individual on the account of the uh, group. Everybody has their uh, place and we should not uh, take away anything. That was the Rebbe's, uh, the Rebbe's approach.